Welcome back to a Dead Letter Podcast, where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world. From ancient folklore to modern-day sightings, these phenomena have captured the imaginations of people across the globe and continue to spark curiosity and wonder in those who seek to understand the mysteries of the universe. So sit back, relax, and join us as we embark on a journey into the unknown, exploring some of the most fascinating and eerie aspects of the paranormal world. Welcome back, guys. I'm here on Suicide Watch. My Broncos got fucking smacked again. Um, it's hard out here, man. It's hard. It's fucking hard. Uh, but quick shout out to Bolt Talk by Joe, The Thing About Us, The League of Kings, The Conversation Cabin, Shadows in the Attic, The Parallel Boys, formerly known as The Parallel Discussion. Uh, quick in mind, I think I probably didn't mention it, but these guys are on YouTube, so check them out on YouTube. Um, the Parallel Boys. Uh, Marmel Games, which is also on YouTube. Um, then Brutal Bizarre Boozy and Beyond the Shadows podcast. Please check them out. Like and subscribe. Give them a rating. All of that stuff really fucking helps. So today's topic is La Santa Muerte, the Holy Death. This is an episode I've had since, fuck, it was supposed to be, I think, probably episode three. Like when I started this little project. But, you know, shit happened. I had to push it back. Um, it was mostly because it's it was really hard to meet people that had stories or encounters with it that were willing to speak so you know once i did it was like all right cool we start getting some and yeah and i guess just for some of you guys just so you guys get more uh behind the scenes so i have like the, the the way i get most of my content is like minimal is like submissions via the instagram but i mostly i mostly and like probably 80 percent get all my stories from the people I meet either at work, um, out socializing or probably my friends, like my friends will come back like, Hey, you know, I met someone and I got this shit, they'll tell it to me, you know, and I'll write it down. So I, I get it more from word of mouth, you know, than I do from submissions. So that's why this episode took for fucking ever to make, but it's here. It's here. So what is La Santa Muerte? La Santa Muerte, also known as the Holy Death or Saint Death, is a folk saint or deity venerated primarily in Mexico and other parts of Latin America. She is often depicted as a skeletal figure similar to the Grim Reaper and is associated with death, protection, and the afterlife. While the Holy Death is not officially recognized by the Catholic and often pray to her for protection, healing, and other favors, her worship has been linked to various social and cultural factors, including poverty, violence, and the drug trade, and has become increasingly popular in recent years. It is worth noting that while some people view the Holy Death as a symbol of hope and protection, others view her as a negative influence and associate her with criminal activity. The Mexican government has also attempted to crack down on her worship as they see it as a form of occultism and a threat to public safety. The exact origin of the Holy Death is not clear, and there are some various theories about where 
Her worship originated, some scholars believe that her worship has roots in pre-Columbian Mesoamerican religions, particularly the Aztecs, um, the goddess Mictecatl. I probably butchered that shit, but it starts with a name if you want to look it up. Um, who was also associated with uh, death and the afterlife. Others believe that her worship developed from Spanish Catholicism, particularly the veneration of holy death, the personification of death in medieval European art. Still, others suggest that her worship has roots in African religions brought to the Americas during the slave trade. The Holy Death first gained popularity in Mexico in the 20th century, particularly among marginalized communities and those involved with illegal activities such as drug trafficking. Her popularity has since spread to other parts of Latin America and the United States. Despite her controversial status, her devotees continue to revere her as a powerful and protective figure, often and help in their daily lives. Encounters with holy death can take many forms, from visions and dreams to physical manifestations. Her devotees often describe her feeling her devotees often describe feeling her presence or receiving signs from her, such as finding coins or other objects that are associated with her. Some people report having vivid dreams or visions of the holy death, in which she appears to them in her skeletal form or as a beautiful woman. In these experiences, she may offer guidance, comfort, or protection, or ask for offerings or other forms of devotion. Others report more physical encounters, such as feeling her presence in a room or seeing her statue move or speak. Some devotees claim that she has intervened in their lives in miraculous ways, such as healing illnesses or protecting from harm. However, it is worth noting that not all encounters with the Holy Death are positive or benevolent. Some people report feeling afraid or threatened by her, or experiencing negative consequences after failing to honor their commitments to her. Ultimately, the nature of encounters with the Holy Death is highly subjective and varies from person to person. Her devotees believe that she has the power to protect, heal, and guide them, but her worship is also associated with various risks and challenges. I wonder if this one's related to that, uh, the holy death that Thanos is chasing. No, I'm just playing this one. Super different, super different, but I thought I'd throw it in there. So I was supposed to be doing this episode with my Amorcito, obviously, but due to, I would say, scheduling issues and weather issues where it's fucking 100 degrees, I had to record this in another undisclosed area without her. She had, you know, got some. Th- thoughts and notes together for this episode and so she's been reading the book but i'll probably just add it in there next time i have another uh, story involving the holy death and yes my ac was on or will be kicking in in a couple few uh it's 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 hot as shit down here devotee one this was shared by a listener from mexico The encounter goes like this. In my village, we had a lady who worshipped the Holy Death. She was a single mom who was recently divorced. Throughout her life, up to the point of divorce, she was a devout Catholic. 
They say that the divorce changed everything. It took a toll on her mentally, physically, and spiritually. She erected an altar to the Holy Death in her home that was visible from her windows. The villagers would report seeing her glowing eyes that night. They would also claim her eyes would cry blood. She would pray to the statue for everything, for love, for money, for success, but also for the misfortune of others. One day, her healthy son, who was in his prime, became seriously ill. He began to get seizures, hallucinations, fevers. He would suffer sleepless nights and claim that something was coming for him. She contacted doctors from all over the colony to help her with her son, but none of them could help her. Eventually, a priest heard about her situation and came to her aid. He concluded that her son was being spiritually attacked. He told her to get rid of the statue, denounce it, and get rid of everything associated with the Holy Death. The priest began doing a cleanse of her home and a week-long cleanse of her son. After two weeks of cleansing and getting rid of everything associated with the Holy Death, her son's health finally began to show signs of improvement. She regained her Catholic faith and denounced her blasphemous path. I said it once and I'll say it again. The Holy Death demands blood. If you ask for anything, it has a cost, and it's a very high cost. You could probably associate her with um, that other pretty powerful deity, uh, Moloch, the one that grants you everything. All you got to do is give him, like, newborns. Small, very small price to pay. Yeah, but the Holy Death, like, if you don't, pretty much if you don't keep up your end of the bargain, she comes for whatever you hold dearest, and she takes that shit as payment. Devotee, number two. When I was younger, I used to dream of her. I knew of her because my older brother worshipped her. She would come to me in my dreams and ask me to join her along with my brother. I knew it wasn't just a dream because she would appear to me outside of my dreams. I would see her in the street, at the store, and even at school. I would like to add that she used to frighten me a lot. I believe it, man. She looks scary as fuck. As I got older, I would see my older brother pray to her more and more. He was very successful. He had a big house, his own business, and he was doing very well. I should also add he was well-dressed and surrounded by beautiful women. I wanted that too. But when my mom saw that I was being influenced more and more by the holy death, she would scold me and start telling me to stay away, that it wasn't good for me. I obviously, I didn't listen. And when I turned 18, I created an altar for the holy death. And I began worshiping her. I began college around the same time I created the altar for her. There was a classmate, a friend of mine, that she caught my attention. I won't disclose her name, but she was beautiful. She was the most beautiful girl I have ever met. I wanted her, but I didn't know how to tell her. So I made a pact. So I asked the Holy Death to give her to me. I offered the gifts my friend had given to me. The very little livestock I had and even my own blood. The Holy Death demands a high price for her work. I completed the pact, and she became mine. I was so happy, and she was too. Fast forward a couple years, me and my now wife are happily married and well off. 
I followed in the steps of my older brother. My life was set. My business was booming. I felt like I was on top of the world. Everything was going amazing until I had a dream. I had a dream one night that sent chills down my spine. I had a dream that the Holy Death came to tell me that my wife was pregnant. Now, normally, this would be a time to celebrate. But what she told me next shook me to my core. The Holy Death asked me that if I wanted to keep my life, my success, I would have to give her my firstborn. I told her no. I told her she could have anything else but not my child. After my son was born, I entered a battle with the Holy Death for the next couple of months. She would visit me in my dreams, asking for my son, and I would deny her. My life began to fall apart. I was in shambles. My business was waning. My wife hated me, and my health was declining. I even turned to God for health, but he could do nothing to stop her. I asked every priest I met to help me, to help me free myself of this holy death, but they would not dare engage with her. After two years of constant battling her, my son, who wasn't even sick or of failing health, suddenly died. The medics examined him and cannot determine the sudden cause of death. I was devastated. I couldn't protect him. Once my son passed, everything went back to normal. She had taken my son. My business picked up, being five times as productive as before. Me and my wife stopped fighting. She still hated me, and I regained my health. The Holy Death still visited me at night, but she was no longer asking for my son. I would give anything to get him back, and if I could change time, I'll reverse everything. Damn. See what I mean? And then that's another thing, like, how do you combat these things, like, properly? Like, you try to reach to, uh, or you try to reach, like, professional help, or you try to turn to other religions, and they'd be like, nope, I'm not fucking with that. Like, how do you protect yourself from these things? Devotee number three. Hi, immortal. I have a story of how my family came to the U.S., I would like to remain anonymous as I don't want to reveal my family. This is a journey my grandmother had to take to get us here. Her story starts like this. I had a hard life growing up. It was hard being poor in Mexico, especially from the village that I came from. I knew that if I ever made it and if I had a family, I would do anything and everything to keep them from the hardships that I had gone through. I was working hard at an early age. I knew I needed to leave for a better life. There were minor setbacks. The father of my children unfortunately turned out to be a lazy drunk, so I alone began saving money and working two jobs to give my children a better life. I had to leave. I had to leave Mexico. I knew the risks of crossing the border. I knew it was dangerous. A single mother with two daughters would be an easy target for the cartel or human traffickers. After asking around, I was led to a shaman that was highly recommended. They had told me, that whatever you request, he would grant. So I saved up enough of my ducats and went to him. I asked him for a safe passage, food, health, and success upon crossing the border. I paid him, and he did his work. Upon crossing the border with my children, I soon found a place to stay and steady work. 
I had found a nice two-story house to rent. It had plenty of room for us, as well as a large backyard for my kids to enjoy. I also found a nice factory job close to my home. And in a couple months, I was promoted to a supervisor. I was doing good. Everything I had asked the shaman for was being fulfilled. After a couple months of living in the home, my daughters began to report strange occurrences. They would tell me that when they were playing in the living room, they would hear knocking coming from the front door. They would assume it was me playing with them, and they would go and check and find no one there. They would call out to me and find me coming in from the other side of the house. The knocking didn't just occur during the day. It would happen at night as well. One night, while I was washing the dishes, I saw what appeared to be a hooded figure walking through my backyard. I didn't think much of it, thinking I was just tired from all the work and ignored it. Over the next coming months, the hauntings escalated. We began to hear heavy footsteps going up the stairs and walking through the hallway that night. This scared my daughters that they began to sleep with me in my room. One of them had told me they saw a bony hand open their door and close it. I started seeing the hooded figure inside the house at night. It began wandering through the house. I told a friend of mine from work about the occurrences. They suggested I speak with a medium or even a shaman to see what's haunting me and my children. I met up with a shaman and told him the hauntings that were going on in my home. Before I could finish, he stopped me and said that I had improper work done. I was puzzled, so I asked him to explain. He said that I had someone perform magic or a pact, but did not conduct the ritual correctly. He went quiet, then entered some trance-like state and told me that the shaman in Mexico made a pact with the Holy Death, but did not give her a proper offering for the ritual. He told me that the thing in my house is the Holy Death coming to claim her offerings for her services. I asked him what she wanted, and he said my daughters. I asked him for his help and how to get rid of this. He wasn't too sure he would be able to help me after finding out who was after me. He stated she's a powerful entity that even the Vatican acknowledges but, rare, but rarely interacts with. I eventually found people that were willing to help me. The price was high, but I needed to be free of this. Everything was done. I was finally free of the hauntings, but I lost my nice job, which in turn caused me to lose my home. I began to be plagued by random health issues. I know the health issues will leave as well. I just have to do my part, but at least my daughters are safe now. Devotee number four. The last one is, well, kind of a shocker. My coworker starts telling me an encounter she had with a mother-in-law. This was after we were done talking about Ouija boards and possession. She states that she never had good relationships with her mother-in-law, and neither has her husband, as he was practically raised by an aunt of his. She said the mother has had a rough life. She dove into drugs and the occult. Over the years, she tried to mend the relationship with her son and I, but I always had my doubts. She would call us to see if we could help her with some house and yard work. On one of these visits, while I was helping her clean out her house, I stumbled upon an altar to the Holy Death. I was a bit surprised that she had just set it up out in the open. I mentioned it to my husband, and he replies that the statue has been with her since he could remember. He doesn't agree with it, but it's her life. So this is where the strange things begin. A while back, way back when the pandemic had barely started, she got really sick. She was borderline on the verge of death. But she had a dog, 
It was a nice dog. And she had it for about a year. The dog was healthy, never showed any signs of illness or anything. One day, the dog just died. She calls us to let us know that he has passed suddenly and that she has also recovered from her near-death illness almost miraculously, magically. We didn't put one and two together at the time, but after remembering that she had a statue in her house, we were a bit suspicious. Fast forward to 2021, and she was gifted a new dog, a puppy. She falls sick again, on the verge of death again, except this time we take the puppy from her, politely, of course. It took her months to fully recover this time, and she almost didn't make it. Another thing we noticed was that while my husband was cleaning her backyard, he unknowingly dug up a picture of, of his mother's partner in the yard. It had some kind of flowers, hairs, and stones, and dirt tied around it. I keep telling you guys, her services only accept blood. This time a poor little doggo had to pay the price. And that's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a paranormal story to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page, A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, keep your mind open and sleep with one eye open.